0: It's the dead of winter. Across the barren fields lies a thin layer of white powdery snow. Amongst the silence of this cold evening, a cry breaks out and a woman runs for her life. An intruder has broken into her house and he's not there for a late night conversation. In the blink of an eye, she vanishes. No one can pinpoint where she has gone except for a strange former priest who has visions of her faithful whereabouts. Everyone thinks he's lying. Only two former partners believe this man has some truth to his story. I want to believe. This is It Records. (laughs) Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am one of your hosts, Matt Johnson, coming back to you live over the airwaves here for the It Records podcast this week. Joined with, as always, by the lovely and magnanimous Lindsay Clark, Lindsay Clark is with us, and also Peter, Peter's here too. Hi everyone. Welcome (laughs) to the podcast.
1: Wow, I used to be lovely and magnanimous, but I guess I'm not anymore.
2: Things change.
0: I know. They do, Pete. People change, people change, Pete.
1: (laughs) What are you you trying to say? (laughs) I'm
0: just saying, you're, you're a different man now. (laughs)
1: I don't like what I'm hearing
0: (laughs) Yeah I used to do that quite a bit I used to give you a a warm welcome uh, Every episode Yay I can can go back to it if you need that Pete If you need that sort of introduction to the show By all means I am happy to do it
1: (laughs) No I don't need it (laughs) (laughs) So we watched the X-Files movie, I want to believe, if you didn't pick that up from your not-so-subtle hints that you gave everyone.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. I, I kind of laid it on thick there at the end of that the intro.
1: I mean, I liked it.
0: Mm-hmm. It works. I, ba- I basically said the title, and it, <laughs> all I left is, out was X-Files.
1: It was like 75%. Nothing wrong with that? <laughs>
0: I see a woman's face. I hear dogs barking. They're out there.
1: I called you in because I valued your belief in this phenomenon. I'm not the most popular girl at the FBI right now. Scully? Father Joe claims a psychic connection. So you believe in these sort of things? Let's just say I wanna believe. Don't give up. You see them? I see eyes staring out. My visions record's work.
2: Maybe it's not God doing the sending. What do you see? Father Joe?
1: monsters in the dark.
2: It's here. I need you on this with me. It's here.
1: I'm a huge fan of the show. You too. i I've not it. seen the show. Is that correct?
2: I mean, I think I. I've never it heard of X Files like before. Things that I just like knew about in passing. I never really thought about it. So yeah, this is totally new for me.
1: Sure. I feel like when it was really popular, we were we were all pretty young. Like it was like, and it was a little more adult. Because like, it was, like, around the same time as Buffy. You know, Buffy's a little, a little younger. Oh, Buffy, what's that? For, like, a year. Buffy, like, came Something on, like, I what, can't. 99? Uh, that
0: sounds about right. You know, I want to say, like, 97. And, Doesn't And, matter.
1: like, <laughs> Buffy's style and, like, X-Files style are, like, pretty similar. Like, they have, like, Monster of the Week episodes and, like, you're right, 97? Why was X Files? X Files must be older than that, then.
0: I think well, X Files I believe went off the air as a TV show originally. In two thousand two. In ninety
1: eight, I thought it went off the air.
2: Nineteen ninety
1: three. That's when it started. That's when it started. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we were very young. We I was two.
2: Barely (laughs) alive.
1: I have I had older cousins that watched it. And I think my dad liked it, but like I don't remember him watching it. Well, it was a it was a pretty big show.
0: I remember growing up, it was on Fox, correct? That's where it was aired yeah. every week.
1: Yeah, it was a and Fox show.
0: I never really have watched it. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I don't dislike it, but I've seen like episodes here and there, and. Yeah they were on tv or reruns or on i think they're on netflix a while back
1: they were they got taken off recently but they're on hulu which is how i'm watching the newest series because i never watched it growing up really maybe a few episodes like with my cousins and then in college especially when my last semester which was a summer semester so i had a lot of free time I started watching X-Files, and I've been slowly watching it, like, I'm still watching it in the first go, currently, like, five years later. Because <laughs> it went, like, on and off, on and off, on and off.
2: There's, like, like 11 seasons, too.
1: Yeah. And, then like, I'm on the final season right now. But there's gonna be another one.
0: Wow, really? There's gonna be another pretty,
1: season? Pretty sure. I don't...
0: Do you know if it's on, like, Fox still? Or is it going to it's on it's, Fox? It's,
1: yeah, it's still on Fox. I mean, I haven't finished the most recent season, but, like, I know David Duchovny is, like, super down to do X-Files more. Which is really funny because he left in the original run. And, uh, is it Jillian Anderson? Is that how you say it? Is it Jillian? She doesn't want to do it anymore she's 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 done
2: moved past it
1: yeah i mean she's got other work other great work that she's doing david de not so much
0: yeah I, I even read when she was doing this film which we'll get into in a minute is it was hard for her to get back into that character just for this movie let alone that they they've done new seasons now too where she's been back in
1: the, yeah two in the two seasons
2: I think she compared it to like she thought it would be like riding a bike, getting back in character, but she was like actually it was like trying to ride a fucking unicycle.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I thought that I thought that was funny.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's good. What were you gonna say, Pete?
1: I don't remember. It wasn't important. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember now. This is actually the second X Files movie that they did. I was gonna say like The reason why I didn't say let's do the first one is because um, you have to watch the show to really understand it. It's like, I want to say it's like the season six and bridge to season seven. It's like a kind of an inner season movie. And that one's really good. I really like that one.
2: But it doesn't work Uh, so much as a standalone.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like this is more of a standalone movie, which is why... I found it more appealing for the podcast, and it's like more horror-driven than um, the other movie, I think. But uh, this one kind of has uh, a negative outlook, I would say, amongst fans because they've been they've waited so long for the movie. It was like in develop- health, development hell for like five years. Like it was supposed to come out like right after the show ended, and. People kept waiting and waiting, and, like, it was supposed to be, like, this big movie, like, to advance, like, the plot. Like, another, like, they call it, um, I can't remember the name, what they call it. Like, they have, like, Monster of the Week episodes, and then they have, like, the storyline episodes, and they have a name for it, and I can't think of the name right now. The Conspiracy? No, that's not right. Anyways, um... It was supposed to like continue the mythology of the show, and then he changed it to like more of a monster of the week type story, and fans were pretty disappointed by that.
0: <laughs> that they chose that sort of format for this new movie—that it was the monster of the week instead of a continuation.
1: Yes. because there's like a huge like overarching like plot through all the seasons like they have like 3 to 5 episodes per season that advances like the overall like alien mythology of the show and they're all i would say pretty much all those episodes are very very good and then like the monster of the week episodes are more of your hokey Episodes that are really fun, and some of them not so good. They're kind of like your your filler, as you would say. Yeah. And I wanted to get since you guys haven't seen the show, how like your initial thoughts of seeing this standalone movie? How it like what's your outlook of X Files only seeing this movie?
2: Based on the movie alone, I thought that um, it was pretty easy to follow as somebody that mm-hmm. had no prior um, experience or, like, information about the characters of the show or anything. Um, so I think they succeeded in that, making it, um, you know, a decent watch for somebody uh, who would never, like I said, watched any of it before. So I would say I think that worked very well in that element.
1: What about you, Matt?
0: No, I'd agree with that. As like a standalone film, if you had no idea what the X Files were, uh, it, it it works fine as a standalone movie because it even it starts off like any real thriller might, which I think it falls in the like supernatural thriller horror thriller type movie where it's two partners who are like out of the force or whatever, and they got to come back in for one last two raw. It kind of gives you that setup. Yeah. Uh, so that, that might happen in any thriller. You don't need to see the complete seasons before that. If you will. So I thought that was good. But then I'll add the second element of, you know, I'm aware of the show and I'm not a big fan. I don't know the whole mythos of the show, but I always kind of felt that there was um, a supernatural alien element to it. And I I was kind of waiting for that in this film. And maybe that's what you meant that some fans were disappointed that it wasn't a, it was like the monster of the week instead of a continuation of what they've seen in the show. I guess I was kind of also waiting for that, knowing what I knew about the show. If that yeah. makes sense.
2: You guys want to get into plot?
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into that. Let's get into plot. Um, uh, I can start uh, just a basic synopsis of the film, um, and then I'll kind of talk into plot one, or plot one, sorry, act one of, of X Files I Want to Believe. We. We've talked about how Mulder and Scully have worked at the FBI as partners for years um, and that's sort of the show, but now they're out of the FBI at the start of this film. They've begun new careers. Scully works as a staff physician at a Catholic hospital. That's where we see her and her focus is on a young patient with an incurable brain disease. Administration wants to give up on him and Scully has formed a special bond with this boy and she does not. Meanwhile, we meet Mulder. His focus is more on Newspaper clipping articles uh, and throwing pencils into the ceiling of his home and writing about the paranormal. But then they are soon brought together as partners when a special case requires them to have Mulder's experience and and Scully as well. In the past, these body parts start showing up uh, in the snow. Uh, is what we see. And there's a, a strange former priest who's sort of having these psychic visions. Um, he's kind of seen where these body parts are being laid or where they're being buried, and the FBI is with him uh, trying to uncover where a missing FBI agent went. There's a missing FBI agent, and this priest says he knows where she is. Some force is reaching out to him, and he believes it to be uh, active, uh, to be God speaking out to him um, and telling him where these people are being uh, buried and where they're being held, and that's where I would say Scully and Muller are brought in to kind of basically see if what he's saying is true. If he has any psychic abilities or he's making it up and is maybe an accomplice. So that's sort of the synopsis and I would say act one, um, of kind of what starts off the the movie. Would you guys agree with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I would say Act 2 kind of, like, kicks off with, like, the search of, like, the missing FBI agent. Like, I know that like kind of touched Act 1 a little bit, but, like, it's, like, kind of, like, following the, the any leads they have, which is almost none. They, like, really can't solve this mystery out at all. Like, they, they have no idea what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and they start following like the visions that the priest has and they kind of follow that lady and it kind of leads to like a dead end and then like they start to break the case a little bit because of Mulder and like Scully wants to back out and focus on the boy and then she's like telling him to like kind of give up and just like just just put that to rest like they can figure it out and like he's having like kind of like maybe it had like an identity crisis at that point, because, and like, he's been with the X-Files, like the X-Files is like, he didn't create the X-Files, this is a little, a minor spoiler for the show, he was like, <laughs> he was like brought in to the X-Files, but like, he pretty much made it his own, like, obviously like, when you think of that program, you think of Mulder, because he's the reason why it stuck around, As long as it did, and they his nickname was Spooky in the show, (laughs) Hmm. because of his his beliefs.
0: But but during the time of this show, it's supposed to be said that it doesn't exist anymore, right? It's like that department is gone from the FBI. Is that right?
1: Yes. So that um that happens like in later seasons, like you can kind of see it start to as I to dwindle and you see and like this is kind of like the aftermath of like of it ending and I feel like the second accent it's always the thick of it of the movie I always feel like I have a hard time summarizing the thick of the movie but like you see like the captures like the that they're looking for and they're like doing fucking weird experiments on them that like, uh, I really didn't really follow what was going on a lot of the time. Um, and you had some guy that was, like, a black market, like, organ, like, runner. He would, like, run organs to, like, hospitals, but then he would find ways to, like, I don't know, target nurses? I don't know. I was really confused <laughs> by this aspect. Um, <laughs> That kind of lost me, but then like you, you kind of you get the chase of the guy, and then he kills one of the the agents. Not like Mulder Scully, but like from like the other team of the FBI that like they can't figure it out. They needed the X Files.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's my that's my synopsis of that too. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, so we have a pretty dramatic third act happening here. Um that's like following the death of that FBI agent. Um Mulder kind of uh starts following the dude that's kind of, you know, the ringleader of all of this with the organs and selling them on the black market, I think is uh what we decided what was happening. Um so that guy um kind of runs him off the road, Mulder, and, but he ends up surviving that um attack and then continues to follow the suspect um attracting the attention of the two headed dog um so everybody kind of is aware that he's uh closing in on them and that's when they discover the eastern european medical team killing people and stealing their organs um to keep the suspect's husband alive it's really crazy when you see like this severed head being like they're trying to transport her on somebody else's body um so that's pretty freaky um and uh so that was the second woman who had been abducted by uh the suspect i don't know how to say his name um yeah so we're, we're just gonna yeah, call i don't, him. I don't
1: either <laughs> yeah just skip along we'll, we'll give him a name
2: yeah it's cool <laughs> we're just gonna call him dude um <laughs> So that's when, uh, Scully, you know, who'd been trying to reach Mulder, wasn't getting any answer, um, she and Skinner save the day, um, they kinda, they go in, they stop Mulder from getting killed from, by, uh, the suspect, and, uh, actually kills him, and then Skinner goes in, and stops the team from, uh, what they've been doing, um, And, oh, and then it had been revealed that the priest who had been kind of helping them, you know, all this time with his visions, um, had been diagnosed with lung cancer, I believe it was. And so he actually died at the same time that they stopped the whole, um... I don't know how, like, they were trying to put the guy's head on the body. So as soon as, like, they stopped that, like, the priest died as well. So I was a little bit confused at the end when uh, she had told Mulder that uh, the priest had died. I wasn't sure if they were trying to imply that the priest was, in fact, an accomplice or not. What did you guys think?
0: I I felt like they were trying to make it believe... Uh, that there was a psychic connection uh, because the person who, who died where they were putting all the human body parts on was actually a, a previous altar boy, I believe, that the priest had molested, which is a backstory yes. into, the, into the priest as well. And that's why they believe he had that psychic connection with him because they had a past. I think they were trying to symbolize that, you know, there was some supernatural connection. The priest wasn't lying. And they, there was some force between them. And as soon as that person died priest died so just because for the most part i felt the movie was pretty grounded and it felt like a thriller that there was there was no aliens there was no supernatural except what this priest was saying um and you just had to choose to believe him or not and i think that was a little breadcrumb to say you know it looks like it is it looks like it really is uh some supernatural connection between the two of them
2: uh, that makes a lot of sense
1: yeah i like that
2: the theory. I'm with
1: you. So yeah, that's Modo, pretty much the end of the movie, Modo. though. Yeah, that's
0: that's the whole movie. <laughs> that's the x about an hour and 40 minutes. It's, it's like a long episode of a, of a TV show. Yeah. Because they're hour-long episodes, right, normally?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With commercials, like, 45, maybe 50. Yeah
0: as a horror podcast talking about the horror significance of like the the plot we just described where would you guys feel in the sub-genres of horror this X-Files movie would fall under
2: it's more thriller I think
0: more thriller
1: it's like 99% thriller and then you got like 1% supernatural like sprinkled in there like you were saying yeah, Like, it, w- it wouldn't be X-Files without the supernatural.
0: Mm-hmm. It has sort of those supernatural elements to it that could be, you know, you didn't know if it was ghosts or aliens, but it really has, I think, that religious background. Uh, the priest and the callings from, could it be the great beyond? It's not so much the demonic possessions, but it has that religious sort of undertones to it with what the, the priest background. Or even, I mean, the Frankenstein monster, monster realm, if you will. Uh, it's kind of submerged in there. Whereas you mentioned, X-Files had the Monster of the Week episode. I would, This would probably fall in there in that monster category where they're trying to create a Frankenstein-esque monster. And that's even the headline at the end that Mulder uh, pins up in his office. Is that <laughs> it's the Frankenstein doctor is arrested trying to save so-and-so. Uh, yeah. It has those sort of mad scientists, I guess, if you will,
1: mm-hmm.
0: elements to the film. In the laboratory.
1: Yeah, I never thought about that, but that's a good comparison, like how it is very Frankenstein. And
0: it's got the isolated environments, which is always key to any sort of tension building and horror. Is you got that cold, barren fields of snow with miles around. You can't see anything, yeah. and you'll have, like, one house where you know no one's going to hear you scream. So it has
1: that to it.
2: Well, with that, cool. I think it's time to hit you guys with some trivia.
1: Lily was just going to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> Go for hit it. us up.
2: All right, so. Um, this actually, uh, you probably came across this in your research. But for those of you out there that don't know, um, this was released on the 15th anniversary of the X-Files in July 2008. The 25th, it looks like. So, that's kind of cool. Um, and then that two-headed dog that I, uh, had mentioned before, um, was a Ratweiler, uh, the, whose name is Oki. And they, uh, had, like, the second head, um, which is actually an appliance attached to the dog with Velcro. And I thought this was kind of adorable. They nicknamed it, uh, Doki. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. That's that's cute. Um, and then I guess, like, the plot was kept, like, under wraps. Like, you know, I guess it was really long-awaited for a lot of fans of the show. Um... But they were so secretive about it like, while it was in production um, that the actor that plays Skinner uh, that goes in with Scully and kind of derails the whole operation, he didn't even know that his character was in the movie until filming had been like well underway for some time. So that's kind of crazy.
1: I mean, I didn't even know he was in the movie until like he showed up, because I feel like he didn't show up until like the very end, right?
2: Yeah. Apparently neither did he
1: yeah <laughs> yeah he's uh he plays a pretty big role in in the series he's kind of like he's not like a main character but like he's like he's always on the side of like Mulder and Scully because there's like huge other plays at work that like within like the government that are against them and he's always been like their ally
2: <laughs>
0: like he comes in here and saves the day at the end during the yeah climax.
1: it's that's what he's good at mm-hmm. good old Skinner I love Skinner
0: There was one interesting thing. It's not really trivia about the movie per se, but uh, when we meet Mulder and he's got all those newspaper clippings up, he's on his wall, and he puts one up. I think it's a reference to the Pear Labs at Princeton. Did you guys see that one? No, I I don't remember. You have to really pay attention to those newspaper clippings. But I, I just looked at it and did the research into it, and it was interesting where that was some, I believe, Harvard lab that had existed for like forty years, and they had funding from the Defense Department that was supposed to look at like pilots who man planes, I believe, and this really any sort of big machinery like boats or really planes, I think, jets, and if, if in high pressure situations uh, where they have a lot of stress, if the electromagnetic field that you know that surrounds a person can increase to such a level that it would interrupt the electrical signals within the actual jet so the person's electrical field would interfere with the machines they created and cause like a malfunction oh wow and and he was pinning up that the the defense department had finally cut funding to it and i think that was like uh, a true a true lab and something that also is kind of been a conspiracy theory and X-Files fans that they've been doing testings and other things about how humans interact with other electronic equipment. So that was just interesting that I found from doing some research on an actual news story that he had pinned up on the on his background wall.
1: Yeah, it's a nice little tidbit.
0: Yeah. Some set designer really went in on actual stories.
1: He was like so, <laughs> he was like so fucking stoked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna put this story up. and Put this story up. It's in there for like half a second.
1: <laughs> well, does
0: anybody have a uh, box office or budget for this movie? W- oh, was yeah, it a fair. flop
1: or a uh, uh, success? I feel like I know. I I didn't look up budget or uh, box office. I feel like I know the answer. All
0: right. All right, I got I got a budget here and I got box office.
1: Well, I know I I'm. It a I'm going with. I'm going, it was a flop. Um, I don't know the budget. I'm going to say it was $30 million, Okay. And then I'm going to say it made $50 million. I
2: okay. want to say... <clears throat> I feel like it was pretty mixed. Um, as far as reception. And I feel like the budget was relatively low. Between, like...
0: I don't know, maybe five and ten million. Okay. The the budget, uh, Pete, you were dead on at thirty million. (laughs) Wow. You stuck it, Um, and then the box office. It said, as of looking at it right now, sixty eight point four million. It grossed four million dollars in the opening day in the United States. opened fourth in the U.S. weekend box office with a gross of ten point two million. By the end of its worldwide theatrical release, it had grossed over 20 million domestically and 47 internationally, for that total worldwide gross of 68 million. As a domestic release, it finished 114th place during eh. 2008.
1: So, like altogether, technically, a like success if you go by if you go by twice the budget. Right. It's a it's like I feel like that's like the rule of thumb. I don't know really what it is. Like they could be they could spend a shit ton in advertising and they really like lost. But I feel like common knowledge tells me it's like twice the budget. Usually it's fine. But I remember it probably way underperformed because I mean in America like that's like the root of the audience. And they only made twenty million dollars. And it was, like, a big show. Like, you had, like, every week, like, over 10 million people watching it for, like, so many years. Like, I feel like the the numbers were pretty... I mean, I, I understand it was, like, network TV during the 90s, you have know, a lot of competition. But still, you had, like, millions of people watching.
0: I, I think it could have been it was just 10 years after the show ended. it was too long. And they did a movie that people just weren't as... Excited about it because yeah. I feel like when the show came back, which was what in 2015 when they brought the show back, or 2014, like 2015, that. 2015, 2016. I think it's actually January 2016. Um, but I felt like there was a he- way bigger craze for it. Like people were like, "Oh, they're bringing the X Files back," and people wanted to watch the show. Then.
1: then I think it, it works better as a show. I would say is uh, my take on that. Before, but uh, Lindsay I want. What were you gonna say?
0: I was gonna say, if you were you gonna go to defend or destroy? I was. I w- I was just gonna say if, if, before we go there, does anybody have a monster in the closet? That little mm. segment. Anything that really stuck out to them in the movie, they wanted to say before we defend or destroy.
2: I really liked that, like, organs thing. I thought that was super creepy. And, uh, <laughs> didn't see that coming. So, I think that would be mine. What That's about you one. guys?
1: I don't you think do I got have one? one. I don't think I have one, honestly.
2: What about you, Matt?
0: Well, One thing I found interesting, really, about it was... Uh, maybe this is more attuned with thrillers, but I I like the parallel, that it wasn't really about what's good and evil in this film, but really a struggle of, like, choices. Of, you know, what choices you make determine if you're good or evil, essentially, not just that things are good and evil. Because there's the parallel between uh, Scully and the villain in this film, where the villain in the film is doing everything at all costs to keep their husband alive by killing people and putting the organs in and his husband. But on the flip side, Scully is doing everything she can to keep this, this young boy alive that she's had this attachment to. And she's going at all costs. She's going against the administration. She's going to perform this very risky surgery that could be very painful to the kid uh, because she wants to save his life. And I just thought that was a very interesting juxtaposition of those storylines where one is really your hero and the other is the villain, but they're they're kind of doing the same. They're trying to save someone they love all costs yeah
1: alive.
2: that is insightful
1: yeah I yeah. I like that a lot like I didn't even literally didn't even dawn to me
2: about yeah. that yeah thought like similarities actually that are within the story and the characters
0: yeah. that was really I like that aspect and my second minor monster in the closet is that exhibit
1: is in this movie
0: I don't think I can <laughs> get past that uh, I have to say that on the podcast, <laughs> Exhibit from Pit My Ride was in this In this I film. I thought
1: I recognized him. I was like, where do I know this guy from? And then I looked it up and it was Exhibit. I was like, oh my god, how did I not realize that was him? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just hadn't seen Exhibit in years, so it was nice to see his face again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, Lindsay, why don't you kick it off with uh, Defender Destroy?
2: All right, let's do it. Um... So I thought it was pretty decent. Um, as we've covered before, I haven't seen the series at all, so I had nothing to compare it to. I had no um background knowledge. Um as we said, I think it was a good standalone. Um, I don't think that's easy to do when there is a whole series, um, that's already been done with background and the characters. Um, but, but that being said, I thought it was easy to follow. Um, I like the two main actors. Um, definitely found it more creepy than scary, um, but that's kind of, I think, what makes it more of a thriller in this instance. Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty good, so it's going to be um, a defend for me.
1: Nice. Matt? Sure.
0: As I mentioned in my monster in the that I really like that sort of parallel storytelling between Scully and the villain, really kind of putting them together. And making it about choices is what really makes you a good or bad person, not just the act itself. I thought it was a good standalone movie, like not knowing really X-Files at all on its own. I thought I would just watch this movie as a, as a thriller, as like a crime thriller with some supernatural elements to it. So I think I had a lot going for it. Um, I will, though, for the sake of the horror podcast, I'm going to destroy X-Files, I want to believe don't kill me, Pete. Um, just because, uh, I guess going into it, I wanted to see, uh, uh, maybe more of the alien, more of the supernatural. You had that psychic element, but I was looking for, for more of those elements, more, more scary and creepy than the, the thriller plot line to it. So, and as we said, I think it works better as a show than a full movie. Um, that might be better for it in that, that sort of setting. but. Uh, Overall, I think it worked as a standalone movie, but I'll destroy X-Files. Okay. I know one of my friends who listens to this podcast is going to kill me for that, too. <laughs> so, he, he's a huge X-Files fan.
1: I'm surprised if, like, like sidetrack because, like like I said, fans are not crazy about this movie. And yeah. that's interesting to me. Um, I'm going to surprise you here, Matt. I also destroy this movie. Get out of town! Yeah. Wow. So, so it's I don't know. There's just there's just something off about it to me. It's not like a really bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It just feels like a really long episode of X Files, and I love the show X Files, and they don't feel that long. Like it was just like they didn't have enough there to make it feel like a movie, so they just, like, just felt like a really filler-filled episode that was able to be darker because it was a movie. Like, that aspect is cool that they were able to be pretty creepy for, like, X-Files. And, but... I think they did more with less in the show, because I think the show has a lot to offer. And I would say, if you had any amount of thing that you liked about the movie I think you should definitely watch the show there's a lot there's a lot going on for it like even like like even I'll, I'll even give you an example for me and what got me hooked on to it is that X-Files does a show as an episode it was a monster of the week and it was like you remember the thing uh Matt the thing, the Is movie? They, yeah. yeah. They do that. They do that storyline. So they go to, like, some research facility and I think it's the North Pole, I can't really remember. It's really early in season one, and they, like, get this weird virus, and they're, like, trying to figure out, like, how these people died, and it's just basically that storyline, but X-Files dub, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a great episode. Like, that's what got me hooked into it. But yeah, it's just, it's just, like you said, like, kind of like, I wanted to, I wanted the mythology. Like, that's, I wanted that as well. Like, having, taking that away from the fans, I think is pretty, is a lot. Like, I think that's why the show, it works. Like, it has both. You have the monster of the week. You have the mythology. You have both. Mm -hmm. You know, you you have a little bit for everyone. Instead of like, oh, we're going to wait five extra years and we're not going to answer any of your questions that you've been dying to know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it just seems hard with a show to make a movie sometimes in general. Because with a a show, especially like this, you're saying there's monsters of the week, there's the mythology of it, um, tying it all together. Where if you didn't like what happened this one week, you know next week something's coming that might tie it back together that's yeah. going to bring the story home with a movie if that's all you get especially when they say this is a standalone movie so you know that's not going to be a continuation from it
1: yeah
0: I think that wraps up But two de- destroys and a defend this week for X-Files I, I want to believe well with those two destroys and defend that's going to wrap it up here on the podcast thanks for tuning in we love hearing from you so get at us on Facebook or Twitter uh, or our website and look for any new content on there You can listen to us on SoundCloud um, and anywhere really you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe to us. Leave a review let people people know where we are. It it gets us out there, into into the universe where people can listen to us. So we appreciate that. (laughs) Let us know if there's any mini-episode ideas or full-episode ideas you'd like to do from us. But until then, I am Matt Johnson. I will arrange show.
1: I'm Peter Hansen and I don't believe anything this. <laughs> I'm going to say.
2: I'm Lindsay Clark, and I'll second that.